As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Women have been giving birth for centuries, so it's a pretty natural experience, right? Wrong. I'm Stephanie King, professional doula, childbirth educator, and the creator of the My Essential Birth Course, the online childbirth education course that's helping women everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. Today's culture would have us think that birth should be treated like an illness or an emergency, and that most of us need other people telling us what's best for our bodies because we aren't the experts. So sit tight, because if you're tuning into this podcast, you'll probably start to believe in your body, your intuition, and find yourself empowered and confident to do what it takes to have the birth of your dreams. If you like listening to me take you through these weekly topics step-by-step, then you're going to love the My Essential Birth course. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and definitely head over to myessentialbirth.com for the free downloads mentioned right here in these episodes and to join the birth course and community full of pregnant moms just like you. I have to add a disclaimer that I am not a medical professional and I cannot provide medical advice. All of the information expressed in this podcast are based off of personal, professional, and educational experiences and are my own opinion. Please work with a provider you trust for medical advice during your pregnancy and birth. This week's reviewer of the week is Banksy.KenGirl, and she says, seriously, a must listen. I found this podcast just a few weeks ago and have learned so much. I love that I feel like I'm being educated and feel the space and freedom to create my own opinions on things. I am preparing for my first birth and am so grateful for this resource. Easy to listen to and understand, especially for a first-time mom. I appreciate the evidence-based approach and the way information is given. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I would say your name, but I'm pretty sure that's not it. It's just how you, anybody's, when you guys do these Apple podcast reviews, seriously, it doesn't tell you what your username is. And everyone's like, I don't know, or that was my name, or you read my review and I didn't know that that was me. And I get these really funny emails. So whoever that is, thank you so much. Really appreciate it, you guys. So this week, I want to talk to you about the forward-leaning inversion and why it's so important, as well as creating balance in the pelvis and how to do that. So the forward-leaning inversion, as you guys know, is one of those three free exercises that I give to you on the website. So if you haven't downloaded it yet, I want you to go to www.myessentialbirth.com. There's a place to put in your name and email, and I'll send you the free download. It's got three exercises that you're really supposed to focus on, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into this one today. Um, I talk a lot about labor prep and how to work with your contractions and pregnancy stuff and how to pick a provider. But I wanted to dive deeper into this because I want to show you that even though it seems like it's such a small thing, this movement and that balance in the pelvis is going to make a huge difference when it comes to your birth. Um, It's simple and it's quick and it's easy and I feel like it gets pushed aside a lot and that's why I want to talk about it. I promise you're going to benefit from this and so I'm going to devote a little more time and attention to it for this episode. First of all, what is the forward-leaning inversion? Um, It is a technique that we use to create room down low in the uterus and obviously when you're thinking about a baby and 
where they're headed. Um, you want to be able to give them a lot of room to move around and get into a good position, especially their cute little heads as they're coming down that vaginal canal. All of that space in there is very tight and especially as baby drops lower. And so doing something like this, that forward leaning inversion is going to give them a little bit more space to be able to get into a good position. Um, the primary function of the forward leaning inversion is to untwist the uterosacral ligament. And I'm not going to get into where that is and all the things it's attached to, but basically it supports that cervical, uterus, pelvic, that whole area. And it's kind of one of those things, um, like if you've heard of, you know, uh, you have like prolapse of the uterus or any kind of like prolapse in that area, it's because those ligaments kind of weaken and get stretched. And so anyways, this, it's another actually area where it can be really tight too. And so you don't want either of those. And I'll talk a little bit more about pelvic floor muscles and all that in a little bit. But anyways, doing this forward leaning inversion is going to give you a little bit more space. It's going to release those ligaments. It's going to give baby more room and it's going to make you more comfortable. So the whole idea behind the three exercises when you guys download those is that it's going to give you an easier, more comfortable birth. And it does that from a couple different things. But honestly, what it has to do with is helping baby into a good position, as well as strengthening the areas of your body that matter in order to give birth comfortably. Um, so obviously, it's going to help baby's head fit a little more easily during birth, like we talked about. So let me give you a little bit of an idea of how to do it. Now, obviously, I want you guys to go and do the download because you're not able to see me. And even those of you that might be watching this on video, are not gonna, I'm not going to be flipping upside down for you guys to be able to see this. But basically, it's a really good idea for you to have somebody to support you nearby. You're going to get on a couch or a chair or something kind of low to the ground where you can tilt yourself forward. So you will gently kind of bring your hands down in front of you. Like if you're on a couch, you're going to bring it to the floor, maybe have a pillow there. And you will get your elbows and forearms onto the ground, and then you will stick your bum in the air. So you should have a nice, flat, straight back from your bottom all the way through to your neck. And then you're going to tuck your chin to your chest. So that part is actually super important. Anyways, so as you are sitting there, you're going to sit there for about three breaths. You're going to let your belly hang loose and just kind of fill with air three breaths or about 30 seconds. And then you're going to bring yourself back up. And all that's doing is allowing um, that ligament to release. It's allowing space for baby. And hopefully it's allowing you to feel, you know, I mean, you feel weird while you're upside down. But when you come back up, it should feel really good afterwards. Like you get a good couple of breaths after you do it too. So here's women that should not do it. Basically, if you have any of these things that I'm going to list, and there's a few, don't be doing this. Otherwise, you're good to go and you can do it right away. You can do it every day um, all the way through the end of pregnancy. So do not do it if you've got medical contraindications that it exists for going upside down, like things like high blood pressure or any kind of risk of stroke. If you have heartburn or glaucoma or hypertension, um, if you have a ton of amniotic fluid, like you know your levels are not normal, like they're in the larger range and doctors are worried about the measuring, you don't want to mess with that. Obviously, if you have a sinus infection, that's not going to feel super good or any kind of congestion where it like aches a ton once you're upside down for a second. Um, obviously, don't do it right after you're done eating. Um, and if you have heartburn or anything like that, you're not going to want to be upside down as well. If there is any kind of suspected or known problem with the placenta, and that includes any kind of bleeding. If you have uterine pain, um, you want to get that assessed. So anything that kind of feels out of the ordinary. Um, it, it is normal. Like if you go upside down, especially you've got an increased amount of blood during pregnancy and then you're upside down. So your head might pound a little bit. 
um, or be uncomfortable and that's totally fine it, if you come back up and then it feels better but if you're having like serious headaches and stuff definitely don't do it and seek help from a provider uh, but let's talk about so anyone else can do those um, I do want to discuss though this is a question I get all the time and that is is this going to flip my head down baby into a breech position if I do this especially later in pregnancy because we know that a lot of babies um they tend to be breech, especially earlier in pregnancy. And as time goes on, it's more common for babies to begin to turn over and be head down. Now, it's not abnormal for a baby at, you know, 28 to 30 plus weeks to be in a breech position. And most of them do turn, but they can, you know, be in a head down position um, and end up turning too. This, however, is one of those things that will not flip a baby that is in a good head down position into a breech position. So this uh, forward-leaning inversion was actually developed by Dr. Carol Phillips. And when we were creating the birth course, we actually reached out to her and made, to a- made sure to ask all the questions. She was really generous. She gave us all the information and she was very clear that this will not switch a baby that is in a head down position into a breech position. However, it may help flip a baby who is posterior. That means their head down, but the back of their head is facing the back your back. So that's why you get like lower back pain or they call it back labor. Um, It can flip a baby that's posterior like that into an anterior position. Um, And if I won't get into all that, I really can't show you physically right now, but or visually, but a, a baby that is in what's called left occiput anterior is what we call the optimal position for birth. Um, And so if you have a baby who is posterior it's likely that it has something to do with the uterus or the pelvic area. And so there's always a reason that baby ends up in whatever position they end up in. But we hope that we can create that balance in the pelvis that allows them to be in that optimal position for birth. So that's really important. Um, again, I want you guys to take a time and go. It's in the show notes. If you um, are listening to the episode and you're scrolling down, it's in the show notes. You can click on that. Otherwise, you just head to myessentialbirth.com and you can download the exercises there. Let me jump into talking about how we create balance in the pelvis. Now, when you think of balance, that has to do with, right, like you want both sides to be the same or when you do one thing to one, you need to do it to the other. It's no different when it comes to pregnancy, Um, especially when we're talking about like movements and things, even as you get in and out of a car, in and out of bed, all of those movements should kind of happen together. One leg moves, the other leg moves with it. And I had this problem actually with my first baby where I didn't do that. I went to get out of the car and I whipped my right leg out to get out of the passenger side. And I don't know, I pulled something awful. And that was the recommendation that was given to me. And that's what I've found that is told, you know, especially like pelvic floor therapists and physical therapists are like, you have to rotate things together. So for example, before you get out of the car, you want to twist your whole body together before getting out of the car, especially during pregnancy because you have an extra amount of relaxin which does exactly what it sounds like and that is relaxes a lot of your muscles and ligaments and um, even the pelvic area all of that so let's talk a little bit about creating balance in the pelvis Um, walking is actually a way to do that but you want to make sure that you've got either proper shoes or you're on an even surface and um it it should be comfortable it shouldn't cause pain if it is you might have something out of place and that's 
a different conversation, but maybe being able to see a chiropractor or some kind of physical therapy. Sitting properly, which I know sounds so silly, but how often, I mean, I'm sitting here doing this podcast right now and I'm trying to force myself to like be in a better position, but how often do we like sit down and watch Netflix and we're leaned back into a couch or, um, you know, we're sitting at our computer and totally hunched over. So think about that, especially when you've got a baby in there, you don't want to be curving and rounding your back. You want to kind of be more in an upright position And then at the same time, not like forcing, you know, your belly out, which is easy to do when you've got a lot of weight in the front. So just be conscious of how how you're sitting. Pelvic tilts, that's another one of the three exercises. And so that's just where you're on hands and knees. Your back should be straight. And then you just give a little tilt just in the pelvic area. Um, You kind of like tilt it in and up. And then you put it straight back against, you know, just to where your back is flat again. So again, something for you guys to go check out as far as the exercise guide. I talked about wearing good shoes, but if you are like me and with that first baby and you've got kind of like a corporate-ish job, you're probably wearing heels or something of the sort. Like, you don't have to do that. (laughs) I mean, I know I did it for a long time. I know I am short and I like to be a little bit taller, um, but the heels can be not fun for a lot of reasons and it can kind of mess with that support. So good support, comfortable shoes. Another thing that you can do is to use an exercise ball. So if you're sitting on an exercise ball, chances are your posture is going to be way better. Um, It's going to help with your core muscles. So all of that, like the back and the front area, it's going to be really important for just stability and stuff in in general. It's something you're going to use for labor anyways. We tell you guys, right? Like make sure you have an exercise ball or a yoga ball. Like this is something you're going to want to utilize during birth. And then it's excellent postpartum. There's like everyone should just have one. Um, That can be for like bouncing the baby or you know watching tv after baby is born and just same thing like utilizing that core a little bit is really really good and then think about when you're sleeping too so again just back to balance um this is something especially as moms get a little bigger and we know like you're probably not sleeping on your stomach anymore that doesn't last very long you don't want to be sleeping on your back a ton Um, maybe a little bit elevated, but if you're side lying, which is what most of us do, and you've got one leg over the other, which is how I sleep, which is like one leg straight on the bottom and the other legs over the other, um, kind of like bent up, then it's going to create kind of that instability. And so what can feel really good during pregnancy is to make sure that you've got like big fluffy pillows that you're putting between your knees as you're side lying and that it creates it should be even like your hips should be even and facing the same direction if that makes sense so think of when you're stacking those pillows get them into a position that's going to help your hips to be um, in a really good position and equal on both sides As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. And there's some benefits too. So it's not just comfort, right? We're going for that 
positioning for baby. All of that balance in the pelvis is going to make mom feel a lot more comfortable during pregnancy, but it's also going to help baby get into a really good position, which is going to lead to an easier birth. And that is always what we're going for, right? A comfortable, more easier birth experience. As far as baby, it has benefits for baby too. So obviously it's going to get them in a good space. And if it gets them in a good space and allows baby to be in a good position, I mean, we don't maybe talk about it a ton, right? But labor is hard on babies too. That's, it's why we talk about things like distress or baby's heart rate isn't, you know, looking great. Or there's a lot of checking on baby that happens during labor because it's hard work for them too. And so if they're, if they have a better position, if it's easier for them to get out, it's, if it's easier for you during labor, it's going to be easier for them. And so obviously all of that's going to be better for both mom and baby. Uh, I also did an interview with Deb Flaschenberg. I don't know if you guys remember her, but she has a podcast called Yoga Birth and Babies. But we had her on episode 89, and it's Achieving Balance in the Pelvis for Pregnancy and Birth with Deb Flaschenberg. So I'll put that in the show notes. That was an excellent episode. She went over like the difference between her first birth versus when she created that balance in the pelvis and why she's so passionate about what she does as well and how that created such an incredible next birth experience for her and how she shares that with the many women that she serves today. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, definitely check it out. It's episode 89. I think too, um, there's some other things that you can do as far as exercise wise to help create that balance. And so I wanted to make sure and list those for you guys here. Remember that when we're talking about exercise too, that all of these things should go by your provider first. Um, I'm not a provider. I can't provide medical advice. So when I'm talking about these things, uh, it should it needs to be tailored to what you know about your body and what you can handle. Um, and in fact, something that we talked about when we did that episode with Deb Flaschenberg was having a springy PC muscle. So these are kind of daily exercise movements, practices that you can do for creating balance in the pelvis. And one of them has to do with your pelvic floor muscle. And she went over, which I thought was really wise, tight is not the same as toned. And so a lot of us have tight muscles down there. That's normal. It, um, I mean, maybe not all of us should have tight muscles, but it's not abnormal for that to be the case. But it doesn't mean that they're toned. And so learning to relax the pelvic floor is actually just as important as knowing how to tighten it. So the, the number one thing that we hear all the time, right, is everybody do your Kegel, your uh, Kegel exercises in order to make sure that that area is prepped for baby. And there's nothing wrong with Kegel exercises. However, they're not like the only thing that can be done down there. And so I want you guys to think of when you're breathing in, does that area push out? And if it doesn't, it's probably tight, not toned. So, and that's something that you can focus on. Even as you're practicing relaxation, you're laying down and you've got the lights low and you're focusing on your breathing. When you inhale through your belly and that belly gets bigger with air, I want you to also think of the area downstairs pushing out a little bit too. And it gives you not only a little bit of control over it, but you need to be able to relax that because if contractions are coming and that that cervix is trying to dilate, baby's trying to move through, um, all the things that happen as far as the muscles pulling and engaging and all these, if we can't get out of the way of our bodies, especially during that first stage of birth before we hit pushing, it, we're working against ourselves and it's going to be less comfortable. So that's something that I want you guys to think of. Uh, another person that you can reach out to for exercises is a pelvic floor physical therapist. And I'll tell you from my own experiences, 
It is awkward and totally worth it. So these people deal with that area specifically. If you are somebody who has um, painful intercourse or endometriosis or um, a lot of bouts of constipation or anything like that, that area is likely very tight and um, maybe even out of your control. And so having somebody who can come in and help you not only relax that area, but learn what those, how to work with those muscles, that's gonna be really important. And kind of on the other side of that is making sure that you've got that mind connection to the pelvic floor area. Like, do you, are you ever really thinking about what's happening down there or is it just tight all the time and you're tense and you're not really paying attention to it? And so that's why I say when you're practicing breathing exercises, it's the same if you're doing any kind of yoga or just anywhere you're doing deep breathing, pay attention to that area. Another thing that you can do is leaning. So this is something maybe I don't talk about enough, but it feels really good. I think moms do it naturally maybe that's why I don't think to like mention it as much but we've got these big bellies and it feels really good to lean over things right if you're next to a counter you lean on it if you're next to the table you lean on it um maybe talking to your husband you know in the bed you're on the you're standing next to the bed and you lean over it it can actually be really beneficial for mom obviously right um because it feels good just getting that weight off of where it sits all day long but it again is also going to allow a little bit more balance in the pelvis it's it's not the same thing as doing the forward leaning inversion, but it's similar and it, in the, you know, it just lifts everything up and it feels really good. And I was kind of saying, I was thinking as I was doing this and while you're leaning, like why not have your birth partner give you a massage too? Massage feels really good. No, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with creating balance in the pelvis, but um, I think a relaxed body is going to allow for some of that relaxation. And so there you go. That is your tip to be able to get your partner involved. Um, but it's kind of funny as I was researching this too, there's, I came upon this old wives tale that you could flip a posterior baby by scrubbing on your hands and floors, right? So like, I, it, and this is like from a long time ago, but that's, they tell women like, oh, well go scrub your floor, floors. Like you're having back pain and whatever, and that'll flip your baby. And I do think there's something to that and not necessarily scrubbing of the floors, but like the exertion that you're putting out, the wiggling that's happening, that baby being allowed a little bit more space, all of that's going to be really excellent for mom and baby. And then obviously moving into something like pelvic tilts that that would make a little more sense like for today I'm not gonna have you go scrub your floors but you could do pelvic tilts and we kind of talked about that right um but those are going to be really really good for mom and baby that's where it's like it's strengthening your back it's strengthening your tummy muscles it's giving you a little control um and it, and if it just feels really good like I recommend doing them as soon as you get out of bed and before going to bed anytime during the day if you're ever having back issues I mean even if you're like working mom and you get a break that is a great thing to do during your break. And I know it sounds silly, but I promise it feels good. Um, and so you want to start simple, right? Like 20 to 30 in the morning, maybe in the evening as well. And then moving to like 100 a day plus or whatever feels good. But the more, the better, um, generally speaking. But it strengthens and tones your abdominal muscles, your lower back and core muscles. It's going to help with better posture, gives you that stronger back, uh, helps you stay a little more aligned, like your back, keeping that area straight, which is so good for you. And again, it can encourage a um, baby that is posterior into a better position anterior. Butterflies are another one. So super simple, right? You sit on the ground, you put your feet together um, and lean your legs out, your knees 
they're not going to touch the floor unless you're, you know, maybe you're one of those people that is like super flexible. That's awesome. Uh, but you should, you can kind of squeeze them out. You can pulse a little, you can have your birth partner help you and, and give a little push so that it just gets that deep stretch. One of my favorite things about being pregnant is that relaxing. And I mean, my stretching felt so good. It went way deeper and it felt really good. And so I say, just listen to your body with these things. Of course, if anything hurts, you definitely shouldn't be doing it. So that's obviously a key indicator there. And then I have already said like the forward leaning inversion, right? So think of just our lifestyles and kind of how it's talking about how we sit in the car at work or at the dinner table or watching TV, you know, we don't have good posture and it gets worse. So just make sure that you're doing that forward leaning exercise and then making sure you have an optimal sleeping position as well. And remember, that's going to look different for everyone. So there's a lot of variations of that, like side lying. Um, and there, I don't know how many people have told me like, you shouldn't sleep with your arm under your head, you know, especially when you're pregnant, it's going to fall asleep and it's going to bug you and whatever there's, it's just how I sleep. So you guys have to listen to yourself and whatever feels good. That's awesome. And then lastly, I just wanted to talk about squatting for a second because that really is the third exercise in that um, review. And truly, if you have created some balance in the pelvis, if you're doing the forward leaning exercise, you really should add in the squats. It's super good for you. It's going to stretch the perineal area. Um, it, it allows for you to be in a more comfortable position longer, especially when we're talking about pushing. And so I, I always tell everybody Start with like a minute at a time, maybe two. It's totally normal when you're like in a squatted, and this is a squatted seated position because that's another question I get is, is this like the pregnant, is it like exercise squats for pregnancy or is it like I'm supposed to be sitting in a squat and it's like a seated squat. Like if you think of little babies, um, like little kids that are old enough to walk around, but still in a diaper and they go to like play with a toy or something on the ground, they're in a perfect seated squat. Their back is super straight all the way through their neck. Um, their knees are, are back a little bit. Their feet are flat on the floor and they're playing with whatever in front of them. They do it perfectly. It's actually like the same, you know, stance that they use when they're pooping a lot of the time, which anyways, story for a different day, but it's actually really interesting. Um, like the health benefits of like pooping in a squat versus just pooping sitting on the toilets like we do, right? That whole like squatty potty thing, I'll link to it in the show notes. Anyways, it's good for you. So um, you start with like a minute or two at a time. And especially as your belly gets bigger, it's totally normal for like, oh, my legs are going numb. My toes are numb. Like it doesn't feel very good. When that happens, you just stand up. And so for the first couple of times, you're like, I only made it a minute. Like there's no way I'm going to be able to hold this for 15 minutes. It's totally normal, but I want you to try again. And so I've shared this before, but what I did or what my husband had me do with our third baby, because he knew I needed to be squatting more, is he said, for every minute that you hold a squat for the day, I will give you a minute of massage at the end of the night. And I, I mean, it took me like maybe two or three weeks to build up to 15 minutes because I did it every day. I took my phone with me and I just any time that I was doing anything, like I would be cooking something for the kids on the stove or I'd be folding laundry. I'd, I would just end up in a squat and I'd have my timer on my phone and I'd tap it every single time. And I would work up to an hour a day that I was doing that. And soon enough, instead of just, I could hold it a minute or two minutes at a time, it was like I was able to hold it four minutes at a time and then five and then all the way to 15 without it being numb, without it being painful, with my feet flat on the floor. So if you're starting off and you're like, this sucks and I don't want to do it, 
then I think you should just keep going. <laughs> if you're having like weird, random, sharp shooting pains, obviously anything that's harming you, hurting you, don't do that. Another variation of it um, for moms that have like ankle issues or knee issues, um, maybe your partner isn't there and they're not able to support you because this is a great partner supported exercise where they like stand and, and you give them your arms and like just kind of they help you lean back a little bit, have that straight back and they give you some balance too. If that's not the case, you can always put like a yoga block or a couple pillows under your bottom and just get into that squatted position to where your legs are are in that squat. And the reason that we say to do that is because when it comes to pushing time, whether or not, even just during labor, whether or not you end up in that specific position for hours at a time, which does happen, especially during pushing, um, it, your legs get tired. It's a lot of being on your legs, being on your knees, squatting down, moving around, trying to find something that works for you. And it can be uncomfortable. And, and so when you've got, I mean, it doesn't seem like, oh, well, if I can hold it 15 minutes, how is that going to help me for four hours? You know, but it does. And it, it helps your recovery as well, because after you push that baby out, I mean, your legs are still very tired. And but it, so it makes it so like maybe you're not shaking as much or maybe you can walk the next day where you wouldn't have been able to. So think of those things when um, you're planning on doing your squat. So obviously I'm going to encourage you to do those things. All right. What did we learn today? What was this episode all about, right? I want you to understand that the forward leaning inversion is something that every mom should be doing daily during pregnancy. And that's provided that you don't have any of the contraindications that I listed on the episode. I want you to understand that creating balance in the pelvis is going to help baby into a really good position. It's going to make you feel more comfortable and it's going to prepare you for an easier birth overall, which is the point. Squatting is obviously on the top of that list. Most important pregnancy exercises are all in the guide, so I would definitely want you to take a look at those. I want you to remember to start small and build up, and most importantly, to be consistent. If you stop for a bit, I don't want you to get discouraged because it's that's life. Everybody's going to start and stop and start and stop. The point is that you get back on and you continue to do it, especially as you get closer to your um, to your upcoming birth. Make sure that you download the exercise guide. It's in the show notes and on the website. And if you want me to walk you through these things step by step and to be there for support and questions along the way, I'm obviously going to tell you to jump into the birth course, which can also be found at myessentialbirth.com. That's it for this week, but make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications first as I drop new episode every week. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for all of the free downloads mentioned here and to join the birth course and community serving pregnant moms just like you. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, I would love it if you would take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and include one at the beginning of each episode. See you next week.